and welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of winemakers with way too many board games. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by... Justin. And Adam. And today it's more of a winemaking collective, I guess, as we are talking about the expansion to viticulture, which makes everything cooperative. It's called Viticulture World. Is that all it's called? Just vitico- no, vi- yeah, Viticulture yeah. World. Yeah. On Board Game yeah. Geek, it's called Viticulture World colon cooperative expansion. I mean... Seems- somewhat superfluous they're they're not necessarily wrong it is the fully cooperative expansion yeah it's uh it's all right there in the title you know i I could understand how how just viticulture world maybe doesn't get across the cooperativeness of it but this is their what third follow-up to uh viticulture i think there's like two other i mean there's there's like some mini expansions in there and but this is this is the third major one like it went or I guess second, second major one because it went. Unless you want to count the essential edition, look, there's a lot going on. All here. right, never mind. I'm not. I'm not going to get into this. We're not going to sit here and enumerate everything that's involved in this. Well, we need to. We need to enumerate. You can. You can enumerate later when you open up your fancy crate version that doesn't have a description on the back. That's true. So, what made you get the crate version? It's the one that provides you with space to house everything in one box. Oh, storage solutions. Well, shit. Yeah. Everything, everything? Yeah. Oh, okay. Any, all, all expansions, all everything. All future expansions? One box. It's not a goddamn bag uh, And of it holding. does have extra room. I'm like, there's <laughs> there's no there's no, no doubt that I could fit more in there okay. if I wanted to. So because he got the fancy edition, there's no there's no words on the back of the box. So I'm going to go ahead and read right. from, uh, from old BGG here, a little description. Cooperate with members of your extended winemaking family in various asymmetric regions around the world in Viticulture World Cooperative Expansion as you try to achieve global recognition. Balance the management of your individual vineyard with the combined effort of your fellow players to gain influence within the region. Using the new game board, tiles, tokens, and event cards combined with the original vineyard mats and game cards, you have six years to achieve the two conditions necessary for victory in the selected region. One, each player must reach 25 victory points, and two, the shared influence token must reach the end of the influence track. The cooperation objectives and asymmetry in this expansion are similar to that of Spirit Island and Orleans Invasion. The Viticulture core game is required to play the Viticulture World expansion. Other expansions are compatible with this expansion. I don't know why I read that part. Obviously, I didn't read ahead on any of this, but uh, yeah, so Viticulture. It's like Viticulture, but now you're working with each other instead of against each other as you try to achieve global wine-making dom- domination. Perfect. You're going to dominate the wine? Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, like, are you humiliating it too, or, or what sort of... <laughs> no. Oof. <laughs> Look, there's only a little weirdness going on. Your wine will dominate the world. So if you are uh, familiar with viticulture, then some of this is going to be a bit of a, uh, a rehash. Uh, but basically, the uh, the game plays out in a series of seasons, which are basically your uh, your actions that you do throughout the, uh, throughout the turns. So like you start in spring, and that's when you decide when you wake up. And depending on when you wake up, determines who goes first, as well as what bonuses you get. Um, bonuses include things like uh, you get an extra worker, you get some extra cards, which can be like visitors. So visitors are people that you can play at certain points in the year, which uh, give you bonuses. Uh, you can get some money, you can get your vines, which is, you know, how you make grapes, which is what you harvest to to make make the good 
good, good juice, you know. Um, you can, uh, what the hell else is there? You get the orders. So there's order cards, which is what you can uh, fulfill. So they'll ask you for like, oh, I want a level three red and a level three white. And for that, I'll give you three victory points and you'll get a dollar every single year. That's, you know, that's pretty good. Uh, those are your order cards, which in normal, normal circumstances is the way that you make a ton of points and a ton of money. But not if you're playing with Justin. The one big difference in Viticulture World is that you're not just figuring out like order. Uh, also during spring, you plonk down these event cards. So every every game of Viticulture World is played in a different uh, area, different continent. You can go through starting at the intro, which is Green Gully, which is like the bullshit fantasy world that you play in Charterstone. You can move on to places like Asia, North America, Oceania, Oceania, Ocean, Oceania, Oceania. <laughs> Ooh, and they uh, they go from sort of it's it says that Asia is the easiest one out of the actual continents and going up to Africa, which is the hardest. So these are going to have a bunch of event cards with them. And basically, you're going to flip one of these over every turn. And that's going to change the rules of the game somehow or provide a new action space for you to put dudes down on. Um, the next thing that's going to be a little bit different is that there are going to be these technology tiles that are available to you. And these will be things that you can purchase in the first part of the year uh, that will allow you to change how the squares work throughout the summer and winter periods of the game. So these are things like uh, instead of harvesting one vine, you can harvest all of your fields. Sorry, instead of harvesting one field, rather, you can harvest all of your fields. That's like one upgrade that you can get. And there's different uh, sets of these that you can pick up throughout the game. So spring is event cards, more innovation tiles, and figuring out your player order. Uh, the start of summer is you guys plonking down your dudes. Now, interestingly enough, uh, not all workers start off equal. Some of them have uh, little yellow hats, and some of them have little blue hats, <laughs> which provided Adam with no end of joy. I love those things. So what this means is that at the start of the game, you will have all four of your workers available to you. You will not be able to get more workers. However, the workers are, I don't know, in some kind of weird union uh, uh, where they only want to work in one half of the year. So for the summer part, you'll only be able to use one of your two uh, or your two uh, little dudes with the yellow hats on them, as well as your big worker, who is called the Grande Worker. Um, and the special thing about the Grande Worker is that he can go on any space, no matter how many people are sitting on there. So normally there's like a limit to the number of people that can be hanging around on a tile, right? So if you're playing a three-player game, usually there's only one space available, but the Grande Worker can sort of uh, jump past that and work that spot whether there's someone there or not. Summer is basically a bunch of actions like uh, building stuff, building buildings, which is important because they'll allow you to plant different types of grapes, um, as well as build things like the tasting room and the yoke and bigger cellars to hold bigger wines and stuff like that. Other actions are things like uh, planting your vines, um, getting money via tasting tours, aging wines, I think is one of them. I'm trying to, this, this picture it's like really small guys okay um you can uproot a field so you can just like sell off a bunch of land to i don't know fracking fracking 
uh, trading some stuff. Oh, uh, yes, the, the Alberta Vineyard. <laughs> yeah, the Alberta Vineyard. Um, you can play uh, visitor cards, so you can play the yellow visitor cards, which are the summer visitor cards, um, and that's like kind of a taste of the things you can do. But basically, it's preparing your field so that it can be, um, you can make wine later in the year, because uh, winter is usually when a lot of these other things happen. Um, but in the in the middle of summer and winter is fall, which is basically a nothing nothing round um but you know there are some things that you get to do you get to pick another bonus uh which are things like uh let's see more money another card you can age a a grape uh cool cool stuff and there's some buildings that will uh interact with the fact that it's fall moving on to winter is when you can play your dudes with the blue hats and uh the winter side is more interesting in that there are uh you can train your workers so basically you get to take off their hats so that's fun uh meaning that they can uh, be used in either summer or winter you can draw more uh orders you can harvest your fields and turn those grapes on the vines into grapes in the crush pads you can bottle your grapes and turn those into the sweet sweet uh, grape juice um you can claim influence points um you can i can't even, i can't read this other damn thing but there's a lot of things that you can do anyway then comes the end of the year where you uh you do a bunch of like end of the year stuff like aging your grapes aging your wines um figuring out how much money you make from residuals uh and do any sort of like end of the year things um but that's basically the flow of the game is that you go through spring all the way through winter putting down your guys um and that's you don't get any of these dudes back until the end of the year um so you have to sort of parcel them out properly so that you don't like run out of people one thing i didn't mention is that there are so with the innovation tiles there are two types of innovation tiles that you can put down there's rectangular ones which change the text of the action as well as there are oval ones which make which have two benefits to them one of the benefits is that it makes that space an unlimited space so any number of people can just like get up in that um as well as they have bonuses written on them and these bonuses are uh, only available to either the grande worker or trained workers aka workers without hats so there's a bit of an incentive other than like being able to use these guys throughout the year to train up your workers but yeah so there's a bunch of other like systems going on that i'm not super going to get into but suffice it to say that there are there are visitors in both the summer and winter which can change how you operate there are different buildings that you can buy which will get you victory points or more money depending on what you're doing um one way of getting points is like bottling wine and selling it for the uh, orders that you get other ways of victory points is just showing people around your goddamn farm and showing them off and being like oh look look at all these grapes i could bottle them but why would i i'm making so much money not doing that and this seems like a lot less work um so there are different paths to victory um but it's all kind of dependent on you know what you get and what's available to you uh so again this is not that much different from how normal viticulture works except for the fact that there are these events which change things up and again you are working collectively to try to increase this like influence track up to a certain amount as well as make sure that everybody gets enough uh, enough points 
Um, other things that help you in this way is that if your grande worker is hanging out with somebody else's workers, you can actually do a little bit of trading. So let's say that for sake of argument, Justin's just not into making wine this game. You can send your grande worker over to Justin's little area and maybe just take his vines off his hands or whatever, right? Like you can sort of use your grande workers to trade a little bit, although it is still like pretty restrictive. And so you're not going to be like just flipping cards around willy nilly. Uh, But yeah, in this way, you and your friends are going to be deciding like what bonuses everybody needs, like what kind of upgrades you're trying to provide onto the board, because really the the innovation tiles are what I think the the game, uh, what the expansion adds that is the most interesting because it really makes it so that you want to take these like early on hits to your economy to be able to like beef up these squares so that they're like really good later on because some of them do really help you uh execute on strategies that are maybe not wine centric as well as like things that just tend to get you a lot of money so um you want to like invest early on a lot of these innovation tiles and sort of work together on who's doing what like you know you want to get a bunch of these orders out the door so that you can get a good income base going and i mean i don't know if everybody can sit around doing like wine tastings for celebrities but uh i mean i guess we could try that next time Uh, but yeah basically the viticulture you know it's the same viticulture game but with a lot of like interesting little things that go into it to make it uh make it an interesting little co-op experience uh i'm pretty much done rambling on about this uh is there anything you guys want to add i was wondering are the structures part of an earlier expansion are they uh, like the the orange cards you mean they're part of Tuscany. So you so um one of the things about Viticulture World is that you can play with as much or as little of the quote unquote original stuff as you want. Oh, okay. Because I know the first time I played Viticulture, um those weren't an option. No. So I, I no. was wondering if that was a Viticulture World thing or a, um, a different expansion. Yeah, they came out as part of um as as part of the Tuscany expansion. Uh, so again, you can throw them in if you want, and there's an option. The game board is two sided. So if you are using the, um, Tuscany bits, then you need to play on the Tuscany side of the, of the game board. And if you're, if you're not using them, then there you go. You can, you just use the, you just use the non Tuscany side. Coincidentally, how strange, right? That's thinking. It is. Well, uh, so for me, like, um, you know, I'm kind of like, uh, I, I forget exactly where I fell, uh, in terms of viticulture itself. I think it's a good game. It's a solid game. Just wine is not really like my thing. I do think that like the game is solid enough that, uh, playing it cooperatively made it a little bit more fun for me because it took a lot of the pressure off of like trying to, trying to optimize all this stuff to like, you know, beat my friends. I feel like it just allowed me to sit back and joke around and enjoy the uh enjoy enjoy the ambiance as we had uh we put on some italian italian i don't know dinner music or whatever vineyard music yeah Yeah, and uh you know just sat down and had a good time and without the pressure of like having to try to 
figure out the best way to doom each other. It was it was a nice, enjoyable experience, I think. Like for me, this is probably my favorite way to enjoy viticulture. I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was really good. It was really interesting. Um I like the innovation tiles a lot. Uh I like being able to do things that will, you know, help my friends in a way that will maybe maybe doesn't pan out right now but like helps down the road makes the actions a little bit more interesting gives you a lot more decisions to try to decide on um and yeah just like a a more chill experience i guess i'm also in kind of interested in seeing what the uh what the rest of the continent decks were because i mean we played green gully which was basically trying to handhold you through the entire process so like first event was like oh if you put a dude down on me you'll get a free innovation token and like one point and it's like okay so it was like doling out points and in and influence in various ways to try to like help you along so that you weren't completely doomed in your first foray here so i think it'd be i'd be down for like another couple games just to see what the other uh, other continents have because i think it's a really interesting way to uh to set up the system that being said i mean it's still viticulture so it's you know it's a good solid game but i mean nothing you're not gonna have like orcs coming out or something right like <laughs> uh orcs don't like wine men yeah i know that'd be one that'd be one hell of an event though orcs have rampaged your seven <laughs> cost the, field the the wog is here <laughs> <laughs> yes Ah, yes, the the infamous vineyards of Middle-earth. You have to turn your workers into militia to fend off the invasion. (laughs) Plebs are needed. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy. I think is going to happen as you are again playing a game about making wine. But I mean, if you enjoy viticulture, this is probably something that you can look into as it gives a little bit more of a a little, little bit more uh, a fresh air in it, uh, a fresh perspective uh, that you can sort of just plonk it down on the table and you know enjoy it with your friends rather than having it got competitive bent to it. Um, I think with the the only maybe downside i can't remember how long viticulture usually takes but i mean it felt long so i think uh i think maybe again i think with viticulture was a, also a, a bit of a long one so it is one that you have to sort of budget a little bit of time for but all in all i thought it was a i thought it was a neat little expansion so this one felt shorter than original viticulture but are are they both the same sort of year format like seven years or something no or so the the original viticulture is like you play until somebody hits x number of points and then you then once once that happens then it triggers like a final round kind of thing oh, to allow okay. everyone to catch up or what have you yeah. um yeah it's i i agree that this one did feel a little bit shorter I think just to just to speak to the length of it. Yeah, because I was wondering, it, it probably it took us, I don't know, maybe about two, two hours, two and a half hours. Uh, and that was with kind of setting up and kind of going over the rules and the, the new setup for the co-op. So that's not bad, I think, for this style of worker placement. Yeah, it's not terrible. Sure. I never. I mean, I don't say it's terrible. I'm just, I just think it's still, I don't know, maybe it's just because it's like making wine for six years. It's not. Yeah. And there's no hey, works. Listen, I uh, I'm happy to report that the the best strategy is still entirely <laughs> yeah. viable. Uh, in which case, uh, you you don't you make one one bottle of wine. That's all you need. If you make any more than one bottle of wine, you, something's gone wrong. Yeah, uh, in my opinion, it's all about that tasting room. 
selling off your fields and turning a fine, fine profit. Yeah, I think the the best part of the uh, uh, co-op expansion is that it takes that otherwise very aggravating strategy and turns it to your advantage rather than it just being this thing that seems like some joker's <laughs> doing off in the corner and still making off like a bandit with. <laughs> what, did, uh, what did you say, Tom? It was... Uh... Oh, the you shirt my, that I'm gonna my, make? No, yeah, you found my style of play. Uh, was it un unlogically aggravating? Illog yeah, illogically aggravating. Yeah, it was still really like because it's a game where you're trying to make wine ostensibly, and everything about it is geared towards making wine. So like, you get the level three grapes, you can make some level three wine. You leave that in your cellar for long enough, it'll become a level four, a level five, a level six. Then you can fulfill an order. And here's Justin with just like a bottle of like I don't know baby duck sitting off in the corner, <laughs> and he's like Jesus. giving giving tours to every every fool that comes by charging them like i don't know 10 grand each or something being like yeah <laughs> look at these barren fields look it's a windmill look over here there's a yoke it's this is a real this is a for real vineyard trust me yeah. guys i'm just running a petting zoo basically but for wine Dude, you're saying that Justin is like the Nigerian prince of winemaking? Is something, that like yeah, something like that? <laughs> no, but it's a very well appointed vineyard. He did have a lot of very well, a lot of structures. It was very well kept up, except for the fact that there was only one field that wasn't just a blasted ruin. <laughs> no, it sold off the rest. There was just a bunch of pump jacks hanging out in between <laughs> in between his uh, fields. Yeah, I sold off a few to some oil leases. Extra yeah. passive income. That's what everybody loves when they're sitting down to have a nice tasting is a bunch of pump jacks off in the distance. It's soothing. <laughs> yeah. Just watching them go up and down. Ah, Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> that's right then that's probably one of my things that i like about viticulture though is that you know there's more than one way of pursuing victory and that i think that's a mark of a good euro i mean there is more than one way to pursue victory that that is for sure even if that path to victory doesn't seem to make any sense well you know it's it's sometimes it's all about thinking outside the box right that's true. That's I. I don't. I don't know. I, one of the things about like our playthrough of, of Viticulture World is like, yes, we were playing on playing Green Gully, which is the promo pack that that came with like the the early printings, and I'm sure that you can get. Uh, I'm sure that you're going to be able to buy it um, separately and and all that kind of jazz when it when when the game finally does release on what end of July? I think it was like July 29th or something. Is the is the uh, actual release date of this thing. Once again, we got an early access copy uh, thanks to Greg. So, Greg, thank you once again for helping us out with that. Um, it like we we once again in in typical fashion of all um, of like all cooperative games ever that we seem to play. We won in the 11th hour um, and we're we were probably what halfway through. I think you play you play it over six rounds or six years, as they call them. Um, and we were playing and we're like three quote unquote years into it. And we're like, hmm, <laughs> yeah, we need to score 25 points each. And we need to get this collaborative reputation tracker or what have you up to 10. Yeah. Yeah. And we were at like four points each and had the collaboration tracker up at like three, which is where we started <laughs> because we we're playing a three player game. Um, it, it was a it's it's pretty risky sometimes like it, it feels 
where you're like, man, I don't know if we're going to make it. And, and then we did, which was, which was nice. Um, that it, it does kind of provide you with that challenge. Now, when I think about it and I'm like, oh, we were playing this on the, on the like handholdy, the handholdy level of difficulty kind of thing. I'm uh, nervous about what's going to happen when we move into some of the other continents. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we did win quite handily though, by the end. Uh, at the end, I mean, we did. Well, I mean, we, yes, yes, you're right. We we did win fairly handily um, by the end of it, but it's it just like, I don't know. I, I'm, I too am interested to try out some of the other continents. Cause I know that they're going to provide even more challenge. I can, I can see us failing the occasional one. Um, you know, I, I have a feeling that each one of these is going to be kind of dynamic. I don't know what it necessarily means. Like what, what each, what each, what the theme of each continent's going to be, I guess. Like, I, I don't know what, what sort of things that they could possibly like put towards the players to make more challenge. Um, as I mean, you're like, I guess it, I guess it's kind of like weather conditions or something. I don't know, but I'm interested. I'm definitely interested to find out. Uh, I am a huge viticulture fan. It's probably, it's probably up there. It's one of my favorite games. Um, and once, once again, I mean, Stonemire games has done it again. Like they've, they've just really knocked it out of the park with yet another game. That's just like engaging, challenging, fun to look at without being without being too much without like like really browbeating you with complexity um this one this one's excellent again just another good one uh and cooperative is is always nice it's you know it's nice to not to not just be actively competing against each other and it's really interesting when you're playing it because you'll you'll play You'll be looking at like your your cards and all of a sudden those cards, it's like you can do X thing, but each one of your quote unquote opponents can do Y thing. And even in the rule books, it's like if if the card mentions opponents, it just mentions it just refers to the other players. So you're like, oh, so all of a sudden this like, you know, I get a big benefit, but the other players get a small benefit. It's like, oh, well, we we just all get a benefit and that's wicked. Uh, it's it's interesting and it like a lot of cards that you would you know i know i've kind of had second guesses about playing certain visitor cards in the original viticulture um i don't have any second guesses now i'm like man let's all party uh it's it's good it's it's really fun man it's really fun the little hats are are interesting i like that they kind of give you these workers that are like locked to seasons until you give them further training it's like oh man you're the the i don't know the planting the vine planting guy or girl like so that's but but now i will train you to make wine or something like it's i don't know it it, in a roundabout way it kind of makes sense um and it's good man is it good yeah yeah big big fan big fan of this one big fan such a big fan big fan justin what do you think yeah no i i i agree yeah no yeah yeah Yeah, no yeah Yeah, no yeah yeah yeah, no yeah little colloquial kiwi coming through um i i agree with what uh with adam with the i did enjoy how it turns a lot of like the the cards the visitor cards um into something that can benefit the entire team um 
rather than so it's it's makes it less of sort of a strategic choice and more of a a benefit to hunt certain cards down um because you know it'll help out your teammates and that's what you're trying to do in the end and i also like how it kind of turns uh my weird strategy of not making wine into you know a beneficial strategy again in that uh, you need a lot of money to buy prestige so it allows certain players to sort of maybe focus on things and then the trade action allows you to you know pass off cards that aren't great for you but might uh, really help somebody's synergy and i um with not playing with the tuscany expansion yet i I really enjoyed the uh the extra structure cards i like anything that gives you more more choices more options for kind of weird synergies and uh my go-to strategy in this game is always just hunting down every single visitor i can get a hold of uh because i find them both amusing and potentially very powerful from a um simple kind of maths perspective so it's a all in all like i I would not have expected uh a co-op viticulture kind of game to work well but it it really does um because the the previous uh co-op game or no actually it wasn't co-op that was more of a legacy game but i uh, i don't know if there's any other co-op games from stonemeyer that i can think of uh adam can you uh cooperative games from stonemeyer yeah uh, oof. None, none that come you, to you, mind. You <laughs> well, I, like, I, Adam is my uh, my local uh, Stonemeyer expert. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's a, go it's a no. good to sort of foyer foyer into the uh, into the genre. Yeah. So yeah, enjoyable. no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with no none that I've played. Anyways, okay. like I, there's there's a a good amount there's a good number of games that Stonemeyer has that has made that I just have not played. For example, Rolling Realms, Red Rising, Pendulum. Like I have never played any of those three. Uh, Euphoria. Okay. So uh, there could be there could be a cooperative one out there, but I don't know. Well, it doesn't well. Yeah. Yep. 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 And if you get the uh, you get the sweet sweet wine crate edition, you can put everything in one box, which is beautiful. Nothing like some organization. And you get fancy hats. Yeah. I think those just come oh, with Viticulture okay. World. But, <laughs> I mean, suppose you never know. Did you uh? Did you did you want to talk about the conquistadors? Oh yeah. I mean, part of part of one of the things that comes with the game is uh, they give you this package of replacement cards um for the south american region um i guess originally in the original design of the game they went through and included some visitors that could come visit you specifically from that region or or some something to do it's like one of the event cards is like this this conquistador comes to visit your region or something like that Anyways, I don't fully know because I have not we have not played the South American region yet. However, I do know that there were a couple of names that were put in there. Um, Something Cortez and I cannot remember the other one. Um, These guys are known in history for maybe not being uh, good people. Uh, And so therefore they Stonemaier got caught this um maybe a little too late to stop the print run but they did print a replacement couple cards that you can then slide in if you are sensitive to that sort of stuff which i think is pretty cool like uh i mean does it suck that it's in there yes um but i mean i don't know 
I, I'm, I'm glad, I'm glad that it was caught. Uh, it personally, I am about as, as like, I'm, I was born and raised in Canada uh, from a very Caucasian family. So I do not know the travesties that happened, but, um, yeah, I, it's, I, it's nice that they at least acknowledge it and offer a replacement cards for that. Yeah. One, one of those things, if you know, you don't want to talk to your, your children, for example, about, <laughs> about, about touchy about subjects. Conquistadors. Yeah. Yeah. About conquistadors. Probably for the best. On the plus yeah. side, though, uh, you can now have two papas or two mamas. That's right. Oh, that's another thing. Yes. Yes. They made what? How did they describe it? Non. Non-heteronormative couples. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Because the uh, yeah the the way it works, well, they they gave you so for Viticulture World, they gave you like I can't remember what the colors were, but like ten red, ten red papas, ten ten yeah red papas and ten blue mamas, and you were like, why the hell they they fucked up the colors, man? They they screwed this all up, and we read through the rule book and like, oh, you're just supposed to shuffle the them into the into the into the deck, so now you can have when you when you pick your we get your mamas and papas at the beginning of the game, which is just like starting bonuses basically you can now have two papas or two mamas depending on what you what you flip over which is kind of cool yeah i thought it was yeah. i thought it was mo- mostly i thought it was funny how confused you looked staring at these cards <laughs> like well i, I mean I, it didn't I, again like i guess that that just falls on my quote-unquote privilege um <laughs> like like i i this is all i've known right this is all i've known is is uh heteronormative Stuff? Stuff. So, <laughs> stuff. I like. I don't know. Like, it's, it's, yeah. It's, no, I just. It's, I just liked how you. It looked like you just were just mad that they got like the colors wrong. Yeah. Well, it, yeah, because like I. I mean, I, I assumed like, oh, you know, we're we here's you know some more mamas and papas, and then and then when I saw them, I was like, oh, these are these are like you know the the colors are inverted from how they are in the other games and expansions. It just caught me off guard. But again, cool. It's it's really cool that they did that. Um, to be more inclusive, which is which is awesome. Yeah. Anything else from anybody? No, but uh, are you going to be running out to get this one, Tom? I really like this, and I thought it was a a great way to like freshen up your copy of Viticulture. I think it's you know I I think it's great to provide new ways to play the same game over and over. Um, I really like co op games, so I don't think I would turn a game of this down. I thought it was really good, and I'm you know interested in seeing what the rest of the continent decks have to offer because I think that's a really neat way of doing things. It does keep the surprise and this. Uh, you know, it keeps things fresh and interesting. And like Adam said, you know, I'm curious to see what they could possibly throw out that makes this game, you know, more exciting, more difficult as you go up and up through the echelons of, of the, uh, of the difficulties. Um, but like at the end of the day, it's still, you know, Viticulture, which is a game I enjoy, but I'm not like crazy about. Um, so no, I'm not going to like rush out and get this, especially since I would need to buy Viticulture plus Viticulture World, which would be like a lot. And my kids are not old enough to be able to read all these cards. So, you know, maybe if this survives long enough and uh, I'm in desperate need of more board games, which seems unlikely, uh, I'll, I'll think about it. If I already had this stuff in my collection, I don't think I'd get rid of it. It's really good, and I had a really good time, and I think it's a, an interesting, interesting little game. And it does introduce a lot of, like, you know, you, you get some stuff out of it that you can still use in the base game, which I think is pretty cool. Like, you get the mamas and the papas, um, which is which is pretty good. So, um, all in all, I think it was uh, was pretty good. That's, that's me. If I had it, I'd keep it. I don't, 
I'm not going to go out and get it, but it's still a really good game, and I thought the co-op expansion was definitely a worthy addition if you like this kind of thing. Uh, what about you, Justin? Well, hey, uh, I obviously don't own this one since I think Adam is the only one who does, but uh, I found it really quite enjoyable. Uh, I I had a pretty good time with the sort of original version of Viticulture. I enjoyed finding weird ways to play the game that uh, other people didn't expect or thought was the uh, wrong way uh, <laughs> and uh, winning anyway. So uh, yeah, I always enjoy a game that uh, can play be played a little bit weird. And uh, I think the co-op version does a great job at kind of changing up your play style a little bit and giving you just extra options in uh, kind of how to kind of either double down on a certain synergy that's going on or, uh, you know, help out your teammates uh, when they are maybe just a dollar short uh, to pulling off a, a, you know, a good combo. Um, so, yeah, it, it pulls it all the co-op experience off really well. And uh, I look forward to trying out to the different regions and uh, playing it again. Um, I probably won't pick it up, um, but that's mostly because I think out of my various play groups, uh, playing it with you uh, all w- is probably the highest chance I would have to get it onto the table. Um, I don't know if anyone else would really be too interested in it. Um, and we have other, you know, weird campaign games going on. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good recommendation, though, if you have played it. Um, all it does is add more options and uh, does it well. So a solid recommendation. Uh, but uh, personally, I won't be rushing out to buy it. How about you, Adam? Oh, I've already rushed out and I've already bought it. How's about that? That's not your scale. It's true. Though, um, so. it's true. No, you're right. I mean, it's if not you want to streamline all of this, that would, that'd be really, really cool. But uh, that doesn't seem to be our I mean, ammo. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I'm bringing back thumbs. God damn it! Oh no! Uh, this, yeah, this this game's great. Um, like, I mean, it's it's very it's it's not not hidden info that I really enjoy viticulture, um, worker placements, and Stonemire games. Like, I there's there hasn't I can't really think of a game that I've played that i haven't been like hey you know what this is pretty reasonable uh that has come from stonemire so um jamie stegmeyer just keep doing your thing this is pretty sweet i i also recommend this i i think like if you like cooperative games uh if you like viticulture if you like wine um then this one is is worth picking up this may very well be my new favorite way to play viticulture uh, i still like that that all of the viticulture expansions and all that sort of stuff are all compartmentalized so you don't necessarily need to bring all of it in if you don't want you can add certain pieces of it remove certain pieces of it and it creates completely new experiences for you um i don't know exactly what i gave viticulture because i didn't go back and review my my uh my score although i'm pretty sure it's a 10 uh if if not a 10 it's a 9.5 um this one this one is going to get a 9.5 uh because like there's there's a couple things just within the the rule book and that sort of stuff that were a little obscure when we were setting it up and there was a, a couple things that were like hmm um i just i just felt like could have been explained a little bit better uh maybe like a a player aid or something that just kind of has some quick reference stuff would be 
ideal. Um, and also like with specifically speaking to the wine crate edition, uh, there's no, like, I'm, I'm sure when it was created, there was some kind of plan as to like, this is how we have built this box. This is how we intend people to put stuff in the box in the way that we've, we've built it. Uh, and I have no friggin' clue. So I've kind of got stuff in there here and there. And, um, I would just, yeah, like if, if for, especially for the wine crate, specifically for the wine crate, uh, include some kind of a, a detail on like, you know, these pieces go in these compartments and it gets packed in this manner, uh, as that would go a long way to ease a lot of confusion. Yeah. 9.5 really, really good game. It's like they lost a half point just on uh storage solutioning alone documentation. They did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Yeah. Got to update your documentation guys. Yeah. Just uh, take, a, take a photo. True. Not take you. A f- I mean them. Take a, them. take a photo of everything in the box. Yeah. That's How what would... they need to include and then put it back this way. Right. That's instructions though. Yeah. That's what they needed to include. No, I'm agreeing. But you said a photo, a photo yeah. wouldn't do it. Three photos. Multiple photos. Multiple photos. With like the little Ikea guy hanging out there with his- Oh man, yes. Looking all confused and telling you to put down a carpet and lift it with two people and call them for help. This is, yeah, you definitely need a lift plan. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, If you like this kind of thing, you can like and subscribe and give us five stars on iTunes. That'd be fantastic. You can share it with friends. Uh, If you have any sort of constructive feedback you want to fire us, you can get us through email, collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can use Twitter at CGS Podcast. If you want to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Team Rage Tom. Justin, do you have anything? Hey, well, if you want to get a hold of me, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Don't Trust Justin, but uh, don't worry. You can trust me. Uh, Why don't you go ahead on there and uh, send me anything regarding this podcast, board games in general, or your favorite grape. How about you, Adam? Your favorite grape. Yeah, you know, um, hold on. The, the red ones, I guess, <laughs> that are seedless. Look, look, hold on. No, I I know all sorts of grape varieties. Google.com. Google, Google, Google. Uh, uh, no, like uh, my favorite are easily the uh, mm, uh, moon drops. Oh, no, those look like little dicks. <laughs> now that's oh, yeah, a good, well, good, yes. Oh, no. <laughs> I picked the wrong one to Google. <laughs> Adam, quickly, save me. Oh, okay, yes. Uh, if you're looking to uh, get a hold of me, you can catch me on social media, at for the win, F-O-R-T-H-E-W-H-Y-N. Uh, you can also catch Debbie on social media uh, at Mrs. Win M-R-S-W-H-Y-N. And uh, if you're interested in barbecue, check out FTW Barbecue and Bakery on Facebook. Um, we just bought a new smoker that is... Massive. It is substantially larger, and we are looking. We are slowly building up to go mobile. So we have a bit of bit of work to do, and some inspections and all that sort of stuff. But uh, you could see a new a new barbecue food truck uh, cruising around the streets of Calgary, and that's us, FTW Barbecue and Bakery. Um, check it out. Yeah, go check out his big big smoker. Massive. Massive. Oh my. All right. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you have a great rest of your day. We'll be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye. Bye.